Welcome to the show. I appreciate you tuning in. You're listening to Vote Your Conscience with Kevin Stola. First off, I just want to let you know we are on Instagram at underscore vote underscore your underscore conscience underscore. And we also do have a personal Twitter and a personal Instagram as well. That'll be in the show notes. Uh, along with a link to all the other podcasting platforms. So it would be awesome if you could leave a review and let us know what you think of the episodes. Now that that's out of the way, uh, on the last episode, we went over different problems in our society and where I believe that they all stem from, which most of the problems I believe come from, you know, directly from the top and the people not being incompetent, but also that, but... um, just the massive amounts of corruption that are at the top. And I think that that's what really trickles down to us at the lower levels. When we see people, you know, that are way at the up, uh, way at the top of the government or um, large corporations, you know, people think that they can be that way as well. And being corrupt is the only way to live in the world when you see the most, you know, who are supposed to be the most successful people making it to the highest offices and the highest positions in uh, different corporations as well. If you're interested in that, go take a listen to our last episode, episode 21. Since on the last episode, I went over, you know, these people being corrupt in these high positions, I wanted to go over how I feel like we can change that. So. Of course, if you've been listening to this podcast, you know that it's called Vote Your Conscience, and that's the main way that I believe that we can get these people out of power. So in America, you know, that's how we choose who our leaders are, is through voting. So I believe that, you know, the two major parties have been captured by corporate donations and, you know, just the mainstream media narrative that there's really only two parties and they're the only ones who are ever going to get the highest positions of power, at least. Uh, like I've went over in the past, I think there's only like three or four independents. Um, it does switch here and there, you know, of course, with midterm elections and everything, but in the entire Congress. So out of 535 people in the National Congress, even at the local levels, um, with governors and different people in the Senate and the legislatures, of different states, very few independents or third parties make it in. It's almost exclusively Democrats and Republicans. So even on those lower levels, you know, the mentality is still to vote for these two parties. And I really don't think that these two parties, um, you know, really go along with what everyone believes. You know, we're, we're not just divided into two categories of Democrats and Republicans. The beliefs of the American people are drastically different. So, you know, there's many different categories. Uh, and that's why I don't think the, you know, two party system really represents us properly. And I also don't think that most of the people that are in power in these two parties are actually working for what they say they're working for, even. I think they're kind of in these two parties just so they can be in those positions of power. Because when you watch the way that they actually act and the way that they actually vote, you don't see that they're making the choices that even go along with what they claim that they want, you know, what they claim they stand for. You know, these politicians, when they're running for office, 
they so passionately declare what they stand for, you know, speeches, they travel around the country, you know, that's obviously for the national elections, um, the, you know, more locals or for the, even the national, you know, Senate or Congress, they have to campaign in their own districts or their own state to win those seats. But they're still doing similar things where, you know, they're passionately promoting their ideals and what they claim they believe in. But when we really see what ends up happening when they're in office and what how they vote, you know, there's websites that you can go and look at all the different votes. And you can see that a lot of the people's beliefs don't even correlate to how they vote. So, you know, we elect them through our votes and then they get to create legislation. So, you know, the Michigan legislature, they create legislation in Michigan. So and then in the national legislature, they create legislation for the whole country. But the way that you can look, you know, and see the legislation that they're putting forward compared to what they claim they believe in. And of course, some of it goes along with it. And that's always just the most obvious stuff. And in my opinion, it's normally, you know, one of the least important issues. And just like, you know, like in my opinion, abortion is one of the least important issues compared to a lot of other issues that are going on in the country because it still affects a pretty small number of people. If it was banned all throughout the entire country, then I believe it would have a much larger impact and then it would be a whole different scenario, but that's not the scenario right now. But still, for some reason, the Democratic Party and the Republican Party choose to focus on this issue like it's the most important issue that we have. I mean, when people are, you know, stuck in poverty, like I said in the last episode, 500,000 people are homeless and there's just violence, there's gang violence, there's over 10,000 murders in this country a year. Um, I mean, just this topic to me is not the most important one. I'm not saying it's not important and that we shouldn't do something about it uh, because I believe that, you know, uh, a woman has the right to choose up to a certain point for, you know, to terminate a pregnancy. But I don't believe that that's one of the most important issues in our entire country, like the media is projecting and like even regular citizens believe because they hear it so much, but it doesn't affect most people, you know, on a daily basis, a weekly basis, or even a yearly basis. Most people are unaffected. So um, I'm not saying it's an issue or it's not an issue, but I just, the things that our politicians choose to focus on, I don't believe are leading us in the right direction. You know, the reason that that uh, issue is a hot button issue is because it's a freedom issue. So people see it as a freedom. And that's what I want more of is freedom. So I want less control from the government, but they make it a ploy like that's the most important part of your freedom. But I see all of our rights being taken away, uh, you know, over years and years, slowly disintegrating our rights. Um, and that's a topic for a different episode too. Uh, the disintegration of our rights, you know, slowly of what authority, you know, the government has over us. But what I want is less authority of the government over individuals and more authority of individuals over our own lives and over the government as well and what they do. Um, 
because when we just trust that, you know, the largest uh, government organizations are going to solve these problems that they have never solved and they haven't even gotten close. Most of the issues have gotten worse over the decades. So I believe that we need to take our power back and start working towards solving, you know, a lot of these problems, things like uh, gang violence, inner city violence, uh, inner city poverty, poverty in general, you know, the homeless problem. And I believe that the way that we can take our power back and start to try and do things about these problems is by voting for the right people. So, you know, that's the main topic I wanted to cover today is voting your conscience. So choosing a candidate based on who you actually like. You know, I was just having a discussion with someone on Twitter, um, you know, a back and forth about whether or not what I'm doing even matters. So this individual claims that voting for a third party for the president is just bad. It's a horrible idea because it's not allowing the, you know, the person that you would prefer to win to win. So no matter who you vote for, if you vote for a third party, according to this person, and I've had this, you know, disagreement with many people, you are giving your vote to the other side. But in my opinion, I don't have another side, so it doesn't matter to me. Just like in, you know, the election between Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I don't have a side. So I don't want one to win or the other. I want someone completely different. So when people vote, you know, this individual literally said that you have to vote for the less of the evils because you'll get more evil. You know, if you if you don't, because the people who are going to vote for the third party, apparently we're going to all choose the one that you thought was least evil. And then we would get them elected somehow. Uh, that's the fallacy of thinking that I think there is with that. How do you know who would be voting for the third party? So if you think Donald Trump is some kind of evil demon. Right. And if you don't vote for Joe Biden then you're, you know, basically allowing Donald Trump to become president. So this is what happened. This would have happened because Donald Trump didn't get elected. But this is the idea for what would have happened in, you know, the election between Donald Trump and Hillary. But my point is the same. How do you know who would have been voting for that third party? You're telling people not to vote for a third party because you think that means that the more evil person will get elected. But how do you know that the person, if they chose, okay, the person that you're trying to convince, this person is trying to convince me that I should be voting for one of the two main parties, okay, because we need the least evil person to win. But depending on who he wanted to win, which I don't know his opinion on whether it would have been Donald Trump or Joe Biden, if I was literally forced to choose who is less evil between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, I would have to choose one. Which one would I choose? This individual doesn't know which one I choose. So how does he know that by me voting third party, I'm electing the more evil person? I'm voting to elect the more evil person. So this is my main problem with the issue. 
If you keep voting for the lesser of two evils, you are literally traveling down a path of evil people ruling our country. Our country won't get overthrown, you know, very quickly. It's not going to be some coup like January 6th that just overthrows the government and now we're living in a dictatorship. Our country is way too big for that to take place. Our military is divided way, way more than the possibility of the military getting behind one president who won't step down after an election. So, you know, that's not how we're going to lose our freedoms. We're going to lose our freedoms slowly. And whether or not you pick the less evil person, if you still think that those are, they're an evil person or a bad person, you know, or they're power hungry and they want more power for the government over you, then you need to choose someone completely different, someone outside of those two people if you want to go down the path that is good and not evil. So that's why I advocate for voting for a third party. Because when you're saying to somebody, but that means you'll just be getting them elected, you know, and depending on who you're talking about, whether it was Donald Trump or Joe Biden in this last presidential race, you don't know who they would even choose. They could, you could convince them to vote and then they cancel out your vote because they think the other person is less evil. Because between two evil people, it's not like there's a clear outcome. Obviously, Donald Trump got, you know, it was around 70 million votes and Joe Biden got around 80 million votes. It's not like that's some drastic difference where a tiny group of evil people voted for Donald Trump and then a huge group of a little bit less evil people voted for Joe Biden. If you don't think Donald Trump's evil or you don't think Joe Biden's evil and you think they're actually the person for the job that either of them should be the president, then you should vote for them. I'm not saying don't vote for the main two parties. If you literally believe in them and you think that that's the best person for the job, then choose them. Of course, choose them. But I'm talking about specifically so many people that think that there's two bad choices and they're still choosing them. And this is a ton of people. I've had so many people that I've talked to that think this way. And they think that you have to choose the lesser of two evils because there will never be a third party. And so this, this discussion on Twitter went to a different place because I asked this guy. He said that he does want third parties. You know, he doesn't like the two-party system, but he disagrees with me about how to get a multi-party system away from the two-party system. You know, so I asked him, so how do we get to the multi-party system if it's not people voting? for a third party. And his idea is that you need to vote for a third party at a local level, which I completely agree with. But the point stands exactly the same for any level of election. Voting for a third party in the presidential election is the same as voting for a third party in a local election, in your city, in your township, in your state. It's the exact same thing. Yes, of course, it's on a smaller scale. And I do believe that there is more opportunities um, to get an individual, you know, who's either an independent or from not the major two parties. 
uh, in the local elections. And I advocate for that as well. You should be choosing who you want in all of the elections, all levels of elections. And more people should get involved in their local elections. So I agree with him on that point, but I still completely disagree that on the presidential level, just because it's a more difficult path, that we shouldn't be taking it. So I told him that he should join me in voting for a third party for the presidency as well and continue to vote for third parties in the local elections. And his entire point is for us to try to elect people in the local elections to implement rank choice voting in uh, the each individual states. So there is only a couple states that do rank choice voting right now. And what rank choice voting is, is that you would be able to rank like your top three people and it would be a point-based system. So I agree with his argument that, you know, we should implement rank choice voting as well, but I don't agree that that means you should just vote for the lesser of two evils still in any race, um, just because we don't have rank choice voting. So what rank choice voting is, is that, you know, you would pick your top three people. So let's just say, you know, just to make this easy, you have Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and you have Kamala Harris, and they're all running for president. If you liked Kamala Harris the most, you would vote for her as number one. And then if you like Joe Biden second, you would put Joe Biden second. And then if you like Donald Trump third, you'd put him third. But anyone else who was running, you know, they would all fall off and get no points. But other people could vote for any of those other people and give them points based on that. So, you know, the number one choice would get three points. The number two choice would get two points. And the number three choice would get one point. And then the points would be added up based on how much people want, you know, the different individuals. And the reason that would allow for more parties is because you wouldn't have to feel like you're throwing away your vote completely, you know, like this person was saying on Twitter, when I vote for a third party, I'm getting Donald Trump elected. When I vote for a third party, I'm getting Joe Biden elected. And as you can see, my third party vote actually did neither of these things because both of them got elected while I voted third party. So, you know, you can take that as you will, but I've been voting a third party anyway, and still Donald Trump got elected and still Joe Biden got elected. So no matter who you think is the most evil, other people are still going to side with that person or one or the other, especially though, if you have to choose between one of two evils. That's why I'm saying we shouldn't choose between one of two evils. We should choose who we actually like. So I agree with his point that we should be pushing for local candidates that are going to try to get, you know, and implement ranked choice voting um, legislation in the states. And, you know, let's keep doing that. I would push more people to go to local elections and to look into these candidates and what their policies are, because they do affect, you know, the state legislature and then they affect the national uh, legislature as well. You know, when you're voting for your senators and uh, your House representatives. So I do believe that he had a point too. I just completely disagree with what he's talking about on the national level. You know, I ended the conversation 
uh, with just saying, hey, how about we both try that? You know, let's both push in both directions. You know, you push for trying to get local elections and get politicians to uh, implement ranked choice voting. And I'll work on it, you know, from the other angle where I'm trying to convince people because I believe that it is a belief. The belief of having to choose one of the two parties perpetuates that system. If 100% of everyone in America believed that a third party could win and we had a good third party candidate and enough people wanted to vote for them and they believed they had a chance, then that candidate would become president next time around, no matter what. So it's literally just a belief. Now, are there people who believe in the Republican Party and the Democrat Party? Yeah, of course. So they, you know, they do have people behind them. It's not like there's just fake people and money. It's not just money. There's real people. I believe that they've been influenced to believe that these two parties, you know, one party's better than the other. The people who are in the Republican Party believe that the Republican Party is better and, you know, they're going to lead us to a much greater nation. And the people who are in the Democratic Party they believe the same thing about the people in the Democratic Party. So I don't agree with them. I disagree with both parties. That's why I have this podcast. I'm trying to convince people to see a different option. Now, I understand that independents have be, become a much bigger group of people. So now it's like over 40%. It might even be close to 50 I think the last time I heard uh, is that American citizens of voting age are, at least they claim their independence. Now, do I believe their actual independence? I mean, they can either choose a Republican or a Democrat. Most of them still do. So I would prefer that, you know, they really pick a candidate and go for them and we can see what happens. Um, but so unlike this individual, I believe that we do actually have a choice, even for the presidency. So you know, when you're going to the polls next time, just keep that in mind. If enough people vote for a third candidate, you know, we'll have that candidate. And my other point is, this isn't going to happen in one election cycle. You know, the, the best things that happen don't happen in a year. They don't happen in two years. You know, it takes 10 years, 20 years. And to this individual's point who was arguing with me on Twitter, it will probably take decades. I believe that it could flip much faster. Like I said, if people's mindset changed, if their beliefs changed, that we could have a third party, then it could happen much quicker than that. Um, and like I stated even in the last episode, I do believe that uh, times are changing a lot in that regard, just because we have independent media uh, even just like myself, I can just record a podcast and put this out. I don't have millions of followers. I don't have some huge reach, but people can just make this. And if other people like it, then they can gain a reach. You know, there's many independent people. They don't have a huge organization. You don't need that anymore. So it didn't used to be cheap to get a microphone and a laptop and just, uh, you know, record this in your home office or you don't even need a home office. You can record this on your couch in your bedroom. You know, you, you just need a microphone and 
most laptops even come with a microphone. So, you know, sure, I have a microphone because I wanted it to be higher quality, but, you know, anyone can just record these days. You know, everyone has a smartphone and can just turn on a video and start recording and putting out their opinion. So I think that's actually a good thing because then the actual views aren't tailored to what some giant network, you know, wants the message to be. Um, I believe that can shift us to voting for a third party candidate, even for the presidency. But like I said, it would be great if people, you know, took part in local elections as well and on the state elections. So that's what I wanted to go over today about voting your conscience is that I believe that it actually does matter. And when there's two evils, you can't just keep choosing the less of two evils. It just gets worse. You know, our country is not getting better. So it it seems like it has been getting better for you know, the first couple hundred years, uh, there was all sorts of great things that happened over time, especially in accordance with things like human rights and, you know, people being lifted out of poverty. So, you know, we became the richest country on the planet and the one that had the most human rights, I believe. So, you know, it started off and there was slavery and we got rid of slavery. Tons of people fought against slavery. Black people and white people, all types of people fought against slavery. We've had all sorts of horrible atrocities in this country as well, but we've always had the people to push back against those atrocities and to make it better. Right now, I don't believe that it is getting better. So I think that the energy is there to want the change from the people just like there has been in the past in this country, because this country is made of tons of passionate people who want a better world. I just think that so much of the passion is displaced and it's being manipulated by the people at the top in these huge media outlets and these giant, you know, other corporations and the top of our government constantly promoting and distracting and pushing us towards, you know, the issues that aren't going to have as much impact, just like what I mentioned at the beginning of this episode with abortion. I think it's an important topic, but I don't think that it's the most important topic about our freedom. There's a lot of other, you know, issues about freedom that have been slowly being taken away from us. So, you know, our government has gotten more and more authority over us, all the time. They've been making new organizations to have different authorities over us, just like the NSA and the TSA. They didn't used to exist. Now they exist. So, you know, they just hired way more IRS agents. They say they're doing that so they can go after the largest corporations. Of course, they're not going to do that. I mean, if they do, I'll be happy and we'll, we'll see what happens. But that's not why you need 87,000 new IRS agents. Um, you know, that's giving the government more power all the time. So they make all these new organizations to restrict what we can do. And they claim they're there to restrict the evil people, you know, in big corporations like the EPA's there and the FDA and the SEC, you know, they're all here to, to help us apparently because we need to be saved from big corporations that are going to pollute the environment. 
but then the EPA just allows them to pollute the environment anyway. The SEC is here to, you know, not allow massive mergers of these giant conglomerates so that they can create monopolies, but they never block them and they always push them through and they constantly allow monopolies to be there. So all of these organizations that are there to protect us, they're just one more mechanism of power. So the FDA has regulations over what I can do. The EPA has regulations over what I can do. The SEC has regulations about I can't even day trade because I don't have $25,000 in an account to day trade. So only you know people who have money are allowed to make money in that way. So is that a restriction on the upper class? Is that a restriction on the big corporations? Or is that a restriction on poor people, middle class people who don't have the funds to do, uh, you know, to get $25,000 in an account for trading? So the, you know, big businesses, they can pay fines, they can deal with stuff like that. If you're a small business and you're trying to conform to OSHA's code, if you're trying to conform to the EPA, if you're a small bakery and you're trying to conform to the FDA, you know, or you're a small farm and you're trying to conform to the USDA, it's all so much more difficult. The big corporations get violations all the time, but they just pay the fines. They already have the money. When a local farm gets fined $50,000, it's way different than when Monsanto, you know, gets fined $50,000 or um, the same thing, you know, with any smaller businesses that would get an OSHA violation, you know, OSHA could come out, find I'm in violation of something in my small window cleaning business and give me a fine for $5,000 or $10,000. To me, that's a huge deal. To some large corporation, a $5,000 or $10,000 fine is, is nothing. You know, if they're bringing in millions of dollars a day, that's barely even going to, you know, they're not even going to notice that. So, these organizations are claimed to protect us and they're here to, you know, stop the big conglomerates and the biggest corporations, but really they affect the little people the most all the time. And it gives the government more and more power over us. So that's why I believe that we should have a change. And I believe that through the Democratic and the Republican Party, that will never happen. They both constantly want more organizations which gives more power to the government. It costs more money to operate the government. That's less money for us and more money for them. So that's pretty much all the time I have for today. I will just say that, you know, the largest party of people of voting age are people that don't even vote at all. So I know if we can get them to come out of the woodwork and start voting, don't vote for the Democrats or the Republicans because you're so terrified that one or the other will become president, okay? And pay attention in your local elections because that's going to be even more important because the president doesn't control every little thing. So, you know, but it's that fear that the other person's going to become president. You know, the Republicans are terrified that Joe Biden is going to become president and destroy the whole country. Well, the whole country is not destroyed. Are there problems? Yeah, of course. There was problems under Donald Trump, too. There was problems under Obama. There was problems under Bush. It doesn't matter. There's always going to be problems. But, you know, every election, they say, this is the most important election in history. This is the one. 
and they say it every single time and it never is because that's not how it works it doesn't you know just happen that way in this country so um Donald Trump didn't destroy the whole country Joe Biden didn't destroy the whole country so what i want is to get someone who no one thinks is going to destroy the whole country maybe some people won't be that happy with them but they're not you know the worst the most evil corrupt people like Donald Trump and Joe Biden i believe both of them are corrupt. I don't think either of them are good for our country. They're not good examples of how you should live your life. And if they're not good examples of how you should live your life, why should they be in charge of the entire country? That's why I want to move away from these two parties that keep putting out people that I believe are terrible people. And many other people agree with me. Even the people who end up voting for them, though even the people who end up choosing one or the other. So I just want you, you know, to stand up with confidence and choose who you actually want. And if that ends up being the Republican or the Democrat, that's completely fine. I'm just saying to take a look at the third party ones. And if you're someone who doesn't vote at all, just think about coming out. It doesn't take very long. And, you know, on TV, of course, you'll hear that people are waiting eight hours in line. That's almost nowhere. Those are in just extremely large cities. That's not where everybody lives. Is that where you live in one of the largest cities in the country? It could be. And if it is, most of the lines are still not that long. But even if it took eight hours, that's not even one whole day of your day out of four years for a presidency. And then for the Congress, it's every you know two years for the midterms. So, you know, that's one day out of two years, you know, to come out for the national elections and for most of your state level elections. But then, you know, we have smaller elections every year in our states. But so one day a year, one day every two or four years, you know, to come out, if you're not voting and you think it's pointless, just come and cast your vote for my side then. Come and pick any of the third parties. Pick the reform party. Pick the forward party, pick the green party, pick the libertarians. I don't care. Come throw your vote out and mess with their system then. If you think that their system is so horrible that it's so pointless to even vote because it's so just distraught and confused, you know, and propagandized that you'll never be able to break through, just come and vote one time then. Just come and vote on my side. Who cares? If it's not going to work, it's not going to work. You didn't lose much time. You know, there's there's not too much... Uh, that really matters with it then if you think it's not going to do anything. So, you know, if you, if you don't believe that you have a chance or a voice, just come out. Maybe we'll see what happens. Maybe we can get, you know, over a couple percentage points in a presidential election for a third party and give these two parties something to think about, something to see where they can go, oh, maybe things are changing. Maybe we should change and start listening to the people instead of telling the people what is the most important issues and what we're going to do, not listening to the people like the way that it's supposed to be. So I'll just end there and I'll end with a message of unity like I always do. If you're out there having these discussions, having some debates, political arguments with people, you know, that you know, people that you don't know, just remember that. Most people are just trying to do the best they can. They're trying to figure out what the best solutions are 
and they're trying to back the right people who are going to put those solutions in place to make our country better. Because I believe everyone on every side, almost everybody on every side, wants a good outcome. They want a better outcome in this country for themselves, for their family, and for their community. They just have a different opinion on how we can get there. So just try and show some compassion. Thanks for listening. And remember to always vote your conscience.